Hi, morning church. It's good to be able to see you guys online this morning. Yep. It's always our prayer every Sunday that God will meet with you wherever you are. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it's not going to be the external things that's going to draw us closer to God. Yeah. But it's always the things that God is doing in our lives that was going to draw us closer to Him. So I pray that your hearts will be open. Yeah. Uh, this morning as you hear the word, may the word bring such a refreshing touch upon your minds, upon your heart and upon your spirit. Amen. Yeah. So let's pray together wherever that you are. Yeah. Let's uh, close our eyes and bow our heads as we commit the rest of the morning before the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Sundore dia babarahana. Sidia de dia babarabahan, de dia masundo, de dia babarabahan, de dia masundo. Hallelujah. Those of you who can, you know, pray in the spirit, just join together with us to pray in the spirit for a while. Shundore dia babarabarahan, de dia basidia, de dia babarabahan. Kundora ra 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 ha, de dia basidia, de dia babarabarabarabarahan, de dia basidia. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you that this morning. Holy Spirit, you will bring the truth of your word into our lives. You have said in your word that you are the spirit of truth. You will guide us into all truth, O oh God. Hallelujah. And Lord, we pray as we desire to learn and to hear from you. Lord, may you speak a word, yes. Lord, so personal to each and every one of us. Lord, may that be, Lord, a transforming, Lord, work of God in each and every one of us. Lord, in the situation that we are in, Lord, in, in the position that we are in, Father, we pray above everything, let us be drawn closer to your purpose and your will. So Lord, we thank you. We commit the rest of the morning before you. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone say, Amen, Amen, Amen. 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 Thank you team. Thank you so much for serving. Church, we are preparing to come back for physical service, but yet we're still going to have online, alright? So, yeah, it's, it's a matter of time that we, we you know, that we, we are able to do that. So keep your ears open, keep your eyes open to see the latest development, yeah, or for, for us to come back, uh, you know, to physical service. Amen. Alright, if you guys remember, about three weeks ago, I, I talked about stress. Yeah, how to, you know, don't be stressed out. All of us, we go through the different stress or stresses in life, uh, every you know, day we, we are faced with situations that, that can cause us to be stressed. But stress is not something that we should avoid or something that we should be afraid of. Yeah, stress sometimes can be good to help us to, to, to understand and to know what, what to do in, in those situations. But we should never be overstressed. And then the, the following week, I talk about having a renewed mind, how important it is for a mind to be renewed so that we will understand the purpose and the will of God. So today, I want to, you know, continue on with this. I want to talk to you about having a healthy mind. It's important for us to, to really grab so of this, no matter how spiritual we are, none of us are exempted from challenges of mental health. Yeah? So, everything that we go through in our lives, the stress, the worries, the discouragements, the challenges and the circumstances that we face does affect our mental health. You know, this morning, as you have heard, Carol shared about, you know, her, her, what she had gone through, uh, losing her two babies. It was difficult. Yeah, we, you know, me and Pastor Brenda, we went through that a few years ago, losing our first baby, it was very difficult. And I can honestly tell you, no matter how spiritual we are, we, we can never be fully prepared for challenges in life. And when we go through those challenges, 
what happens is this, that our minds will be affected, our mental health will be affected. But we must know what we can do in order for us to always have a good mental health. I believe this personally, just as our physical you know, health, we need to put in effort to keep it healthy. Our minds also need to, to be exercised so that we will be healthy with our mental health. None of us are spared from mental health challenges. According to WHO, 350 million people around the world suffer depression. That's a lot of people. 350 million people suffer from depression. Having a healthy mind is crucial because in life, we will always face with the ups and downs. We all wish that our lives are like the positive curve on a graph that's always going up. Or at least, for some people, a flat line. So that it, no, no ups and downs, just you know, peace and calm. But in reality, our lives is like a parabolic curves. A series of par- parabolic curves. There's the up, there's the down, there's the up, there's the down. And every time when we go through the ups and the downs, especially the downs, our mental health will always be challenged. In those down moments, a good mental health will help us to steer through those difficult moments. So you ask me what is a healthy mind? I can tell you this, it is having a balance of both emotional and also mental. Yeah, but it doesn't stop there. It but it must enable us to function properly. So having a balance of emotional and mental, yeah, both the emotional and the mental, but it must help us to function properly. How many of you in your life you have met people who are emotionally unbalanced? Please don't look at your neighbor right now. But the fact is this, that if you have come across people like that, you will realize that when they go through those bouts, you will find that they don't function that properly. Am I right? So that's why the thing is this, that we must understand as, as believers in Christ, we must have a good spiritual life, a good mental health, mental health and also a good yeah, physical life as well so that we'll be able to function properly. Amen? In the world that we live in, we have all sorts of you know, products to make the external more appealing. You know, my, my wife always complains. You say, wow, you know, you, your, your, your facial cleanser is more expensive than mine. But my facial cleanser lasts me six months. Yeah, and I, some of the members who, who, who knows me, they say, wow, Pastor, you're using that brand. Well, you know, it does help, in a sense, I hope, alright? But the thing is this, I realize that when you go through, when we go to a departmental store, you look at all the external products, yeah, all, especially the facial and everything, oh, I tell you, there are so many brands out there, and everyone claims that they have the secret to make you look younger, the secret to make you look brighter, the secret to make you glow more, but the thing is, there's so much focus on the outside, but not the inside. 
the danger, even in the church today, is this when people put on layers and layers on the outside, but the real issues in the inside are not properly managed. And that can cause a tremendous you know, um, impact on our mental health. Of course, in this past few years, we have heard of many celebrities that have, you know, you have never thought that they, they would take their own lives. But most of the interviews with their close contacts, they often link their deaths with their struggle with their mental health. Most of them are depressed. Most of them, they feel so stressed. They cannot cope with, with, with the pressure. I honestly feel that all of us need to pay a little more attention to our mental health, especially in this past one and a half years. What we have gone through yeah, throughout the COVID, I tell you, it, it has taken a toll on most people's mental health. We cannot brush this aside and sweep it under the carpet. I think it's high time that church, we need to really talk about this, that we cannot neglect our mental health. Not everything is all spiritual, but our mental health is also important. We must be healthy in mind, body, and spirit. Friends, if we are struggling with our mental health, it doesn't mean that our faith is broken. We need to understand that. Sometimes we, we think that, you know, uh, uh, when, when someone goes through, you know, discouragement or, or depression or whatever, we, we, you know, unknowingly we feel that a person is, is lacking a little bit. And then sometimes it doesn't help when overly, spiritually, uh, overly spiritual people say, oh, you are going through depression, you have the spirit of depression over your life. I wish everything is so easy to just cast out demons. When you have financial issues, I just cast out the demons of financial issues in your life and then you'll be set free. I wish that, you know, if your job, you're not performing well, I just, you know, uh, cast out the demon of underperforming in your life. You understand what I'm saying? I, I don't think it's, it's, everything is linked to, to evil spirits. Yeah. But this morning, if you are going through some challenges in your, in your mental health, don't be ashamed. Please don't feel that you are inadequate. Don't feel that you are second class. All of us, including myself, we face mental health challenges. Amen? But how we deal with it is important. Let's turn to 1 Kings chapter 19 and let's look at verse 1. Can we read a little bit this morning? Is it okay I talk to you this morning? Yeah. Alright, and it says this. In verse 1, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and also how he had executed all the prophets by the sword, with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. When he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree and he prayed that he might die and said, It is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked and there by his head was a cake baked 
on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights, as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. Amen? So here you can see that this was Elijah the great prophet, who just prior to this defeated the prophets of Baal and Asherah. Remember on Mount Carmel? That you know the challenge of, of you know, the, the true and the living God will answer by fire. And God answered by fire, you know, with Elijah's request. And because of that, Elijah killed the prophets of Baal on that very day. This that one man on Mount Carmel demonstrated that the God of Israel is the one and true living God. He was like the person that have called down fire from heaven. But then what we can see is this, that just overnight, from victory to a valley in his life, from one of the brightest moments in his life to the darkest point of his life. One moment, he was in a fight, but then the next, he was in a flight. He was running for his life. Friends, I want to say this, even the greatest of miracles in our lives does not guarantee a smooth sailing in us, in our, in our lives. Amen? So no matter how you might have experienced a great miracle yesterday, but it's not a guarantee that it's going to be smooth sailing all the way. Here we find him struggling in his being. The news that Jezebel wanted to kill him affected him even after such a great victory on Mount Carmel. Those words, in verse 3, Jezebel said, if, you know, let the gods do to me as you have done, do to you, you know, as you have done to this, if by tomorrow, if your life is not taken from you. You get what I mean? So he, he you know, Jezebel sent out a threat. But these words became graphical, to him, and this was played out in his mind. In verse 4, he says this, he felt useless and he wanted to die. This was a man, at one point, was the most powerful man on the face of the earth in the eyes of the people. But then the next, he was in this place where his mental health was an all-time low, was at an all-time low. Some Bible scholars believe that he was in a state of depression. He told us, I wanted to die. God, you know, I'm no better. How many of us have, have heard words like that before? I'm not good enough. You know, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't amount to much. I might as well just die. And this played in his mind. Spirituality does not guarantee a good mental health. Having a healthy mind is as important as a healthy spirit. That's what I'm trying to bring across this morning. But the amazing thing was this, that we are glad that God never dealt harshly with Elijah, even in his state. You know, God did not look at Elijah, hey, what, what is going on with you? What's wrong with you? Yesterday, you were like the hero of Israel. And today, you are like a zero. 
God never did that. And God will never do that to us because God will always meet us where we are. God will never expect us to come to a certain place in order for Him to only meet us. But God meets us where we are. So whatever that you are struggling right now, God meets with you. No matter what state of mental health that you, you may be in, God meets you where you are. Sometimes people think that everything needs to be perfect first. No. God meets you where you are. Amen? And God cares for our well-being. I thank God that God doesn't just look at us as just mere tools in part of His grander, you know, scheme of things. But when God looks at us, He sees us as an individual. He knows us. And then Carol read this morning from Romans chapter 8 that everything is woven together, that God knows us by name. Even the Bible says that He knows the number of hair, hairs on our head. Can you, how imagine, how, can you imagine how detailed that is? How many of you actually count the hair that you, you drop you know, at, at your bathroom? Unless you don't have much hair, maybe you will count. Uh. But most of us, we don't. We just pick it up and throw. But God says He knows every single hair on your head. So with that, we can turn to Him in spite of our shortcomings, in spite of our failures, in spite of our discouragements, frustrations, and even fear, depression, sin, we can turn to Him. This shows us that none of us are disqualified, that these things that we go through does not disqualify us or excuse us from coming to Him. Friends, God meets you where you are. Having a good mental health is not one that is without struggles. Please understand that. And if you have mental health challenges, it doesn't mean you're crazy. Alright? All of us, we go through challenges to our mental health. There are a few things that, as I read 1 Kings chapter 19, that can really help us to... to some practical things that, that from here, truth that, that can help us to, to have a good mental health, alright? So let's see what, what God did with Elijah. It's amazing. You know, when Elijah was in that state when he was like, you know, oh, you know, I'm useless, you know, God take me, you know, I don't want to live anymore, I just want to die, I'm not any better than my father's, whatever I do is just meaningless, it can, doesn't make an impact and stuff like that. But you know what God did? In verse 7, this is the first thing that, you know, that, that happened, right? After that, it says this. Okay, it says in verse 5, Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Isn't this amazing? The angel told Elijah to arise and eat. The angel did not wake him up. Elijah fast for another 40 days. Elijah prayed. Jesus told Elijah, arise and eat. After he ate, he slept again. And then the angel came back the second time in verse 7. Arise and eat. So this tells us that physical wellness is important. Take good care of our physical health. Yeah, when we go through mental health challenges, we have to take care of our physical being. 
Because most of the time when we go through mental health challenges, what happens is we just, just want to lie down and we don't do anything. But we need to take care of our physical health. Don't just eat Coke and drink pizza on your couch. Do something. Because physical wellness will influence our emotional and spiritual well-being. I know of people, when they, are, when they face stress or, or some mental health challenges, you know what they do? They exercise. Yeah, they, they go for a run, they go for a walk. It helps. Sometimes the most spiritual thing to do is to rest and replenish. We need some R&R. Rest and replenish. In fact, rest is a divine activity from the very beginning, even in the Garden of Eden. Rest is not a sign of weakness or laziness. So when we go through the health challenges, come on guys, I want to encourage you. It's important that we need to find rest and replenish. But perpetual rest is weak and lazy. Yeah? So we cannot say, oh yeah, you know, I'm going through this stress. Oh, I just want to rest and 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 rest in peace. No. Okay? We must learn to have some R and R in our lives. So that's why it's important that we find some time, no matter how spiritual we are. Even this is something that I want to speak to all the leaders that are watching this, all right, in our church. Sometimes we 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 carry that image. Yeah, we have to go all the way, like Singaporeans will say, chong ah, you know? It's like, all go, all go. It's like, you cannot show, a, even a, your rest is, is weak. It shouldn't be. It should not ever come to a place where you go for a holiday, ah, you know, you're not so committed. Because instead of serving God with, with your free time, you, you go for a holiday. No. But you cannot be going for a holiday all the time. You understand what I'm saying? But we need to learn to rest and replenish. It's important. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that the first thing that the angel said to, to, to Elijah, come on, get up and eat. Get up and eat. You need this because it's going to be strength for you. And of course, Elijah, with that, for the next 40 days, he just survived on, on that. Can you imagine how important it is for us to rest and, and replenish? All right. Am I making sense here? Yeah. Alright, then secondly, admit, but don't wallow in it. In verse 9, it says this, And he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? See, God asked, not because God didn't know. God asked in order to help Elijah recognize his condition. God didn't just let Elijah just stay in silence and suffer. But God asked Elijah so that Elijah will admit where he is. And this is what he, he you know, in, in verse 11, let's look at verse 11, it says this, then, he, then God told him, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great wind, you know, uh, a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, the earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. All right, and so on and so on, right? So here is this, that God told Elijah, get out of the cave. 
Get out of the cave. Yeah, you know that you're in a cave, you're hiding there, but come on, get out of the cave. Staying in a cave longer than needed is detrimental to our mental health and well-being. Yeah, the longer we linger, the harder it gets. So God wanted Elijah to admit, but don't wallow in it. Elijah was in a cave, but God didn't want him to just continue on staying in that cave. Yes, you admit, yes, you know, I'm going through all this, but get out of the cave. Don't just stay in. Get out. So he went out. And God, you know, did the, the, the strong wind, the fire and everything, right? And then finally, that still small voice. The problem is this. When we go through the health, you know, or mental health challenge in our lives, we, we like to just cave, find our caves and then we just stay there, but we need to get out. We need to admit, don't deny, but don't wallow in it. Oh, poor me, poor me. No, that's why God told him, get out. It's time to get out of the cave. Don't stay in there. Alright? Amen? So if you are going through some, you know, mental health challenges, it's fine. Just admit it. But don't wallow in it. Don't use it as an excuse. Yeah, don't use that as an excuse. And number three, we've got to learn to open up. Don't clam up and feel alone. Elijah felt that he was all alone. But the amazing thing was this, God allowed Elijah an avenue to speak what he felt. Let's look at verse, four, uh, verse 10 all right, of, of the same chapter. He says this, Elijah said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left and they seek to take my life. And then verse 14, he said the same thing. Elijah, he felt he was all alone. He had, you know, he's so, you know, I'm, I'm so godly. I, I, I love you so much, God. I've done so much, you know, but I'm, I'm in this situation and, you know, and I'm the only one left. It was more an emotional statement than a factual one. Because just a chapter back, Obadiah told Elijah that Obadiah, he had kept a hundred of God's prophets safe in two caves. So Elijah is not the only one. Elijah knew very well that there were hundred more, at least hundred more prophets to his knowledge. But yet he, he said, oh, you know, I'm the only one left. I'm the only one left. It was an emotional statement. It wasn't a factual one. When we are, when, when our mental health is affected, we can't think straight and we can't think right. Somehow all the facts are no longer necessary. So we react based on our feelings. Friends, feelings are good messengers, but they are not good masters. It's okay to wend out our feelings for a while, but dwelling in it is not good. So that's why God gave an avenue for Elijah to speak up. We must be willing to open up and seek help, whether it's personally or seek help professionally. 
clamping up will only lead to self-destruction. You've got to learn to open up to people who can help you. Amen? So it's important that you need to open up. Yeah, firstly, okay, we have, we have gone through, you know, three points already, right? There are a few more points to, to go. Firstly, take good care of your physical health. Secondly, admit, but don't wallow in it. Thirdly, need to open up, speak to others, right? There are three more points. Yeah, that we're going we, to gonna go through, all right? So don't climb up. Remember, talk about it. Talk about it. And I find that one of the best healing process is that when you talk about it, when you open up. I remember when, when me and Pastor Brenda, when we lost our first baby, someone told us that, you know, it's, it's good that you talk to someone. It's good that you talk about it because it brings a release. Yeah? And it's important that we need to open up to people who can help us. We thank God for so many people who came alongside us and walked us through. It helps to open up. So don't climb up. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, don't climb up. Yeah? Open up. Amen? It's okay to just tell the person I'm hurting. Don't have this external thing. You don't know I'm strong. Sometimes I, I just don't understand when people go through, you know, when they went through a breakup or whatever. You know, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. But then when you see that person's face, you, you like, you know, you just want to kill that person. That's not okay. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm fine. We, we have settled it. But when you see the person, you don't even want to say hi to that person. When a person comes in one door, you go out the other. It's not okay. You get what I mean? So it's very important for us to learn to open up. The more you climb up, the more detrimental to your mental health. Yeah. Fourth point, surround yourself with good company. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 20 says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. People who can truly help us will do us good. So we need to find people like that. The problem is that we want people who will do nothing. Not necessarily harm, but we just want people to do nothing. That's not the way to help us. There are those whom people seek to offload. <laughs> they just want to offload to other people, but they, they, don't want, they don't want help. They just want to offload their problems to other people, hoping that they are, the person who is listening to offload to will go through the same thing as they go through. Just because you went through a breakup, you want your, the person that you talk to to go through a breakup. It's important that we find people, a good company that challenge us to get up and to move. It's okay to find those that will sit alongside you for a while, but don't sit with you forever. They must challenge you to get up and move. Get out of your cave. Have a healthy community who will be there for each other, will encourage good mental health. Amen? Because a sense of belonging will give us a peace of mind. If everyone pulls their weight together, we will definitely be refreshed. I think that over this past, you know, a few months, or rather this, this one and a half years, we have seen that everybody is trying to pull their weight together. 
Yeah, some people, you know, has, has, has stepped up even more to, to, to serve so that, you know, to ease other people's burden. And that's why every one of the people who are serving, they, they get, you know, the time to, to rest. I thank God that not every single week is the same people over and over and over again. So we really thank God for that. Amen? So remember, surround yourself with good company. Number five, we need to learn to change our thinking habits. We need to learn to work with our thinking. It's important. Work with our thinking. Every one of us, we have a train of thought. We need to learn to work with it, to work around it. Yeah? But we must first break the wrong thinking. We must rid of thinking that holds us captive. For example, lies. These are lies that has been told into our lives but we grow up believing in it because you know everybody says the same thing, especially our parents. They tell you, you must study hard because success can only come through education. And when you start working, people will tell you, success is being at the top. Let me ask you how many people are at the top in your company? One. That means in your whole company, there's only one successful person. Does that make sense? It doesn't, right? And some grow up being told you will never amount to much because your family, none of them amounted to much. Those are lies. Those are not facts. Just because your father is not a doctor, you cannot be a doctor. It doesn't make sense. Just because your father is poor, you cannot be rich. Does it make sense? It is good to exercise our minds by making time and space to dream. You need to, these are some very practical things. Do you actually find at least some time in the day where you sit down and you just dream? Think of good things. But most of us, we sit down and we think of all the, the bad things that can happen to us or the struggles that we go through. But I want to encourage you, take some time, think. If you're going through a health challenge, sit down and just dream that you'll be completely healed. Yeah? If you're going through financial issues, you know, just take some time to dream yeah, that you'll be financially, you know, sound. But don't just keep on dreaming and do nothing. You understand what I'm saying? But it's good to help our minds to, to have that, that, that time and space to dream. You, you can't just be thinking of, of all the, the restrictions. You must think about all the possibilities. That will help you to, to be able to, to chart your life because your thinking will, will influence your habit. So make time to dream and imagine creatively about the good in our lives. You know, I, Pastor Brenda and I, as, as you guys know, that we, we, we you know, bought a, a condominium, a unit in a condominium. We didn't buy the whole condominium, all right? A unit in a, in a condominium. And, and every time when we sat down and look at the, the whole place, and it's very stressful to, to, to think about how to renovate and how to do it because, you know, it, renovation is not as easy in a condominium. Yeah, you can't be like, oh, I don't like this, then next day you change it. It's not that easy. And it's so stressful. For me, I, I just can't, you know, it's, it's just very stressful. But you know what I did? I took some time. I, I've just learned this not too long ago. Even though I'm not very creative in terms of designs. But I, I just take some time to think. 
and how that 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 condominium, I mean that that unit could be. Yeah, that's why I told Pastor Brennan, maybe we can build a lift inside. Because it's double volume. And Pastor Brennan say, Why you want to build a lift? It doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I just like to just, you know, just think. Yeah. And and somehow by doing that, it, it relaxes me. Rather than thinking, oh, yo, this one is impossible, that one. Just think about the possibilities. So that's why it's important that we need to change our thinking. Remember this, just prior to this whole entire thing that Elijah went through, God appeared by answering by fire. So Elijah's thinking must have been like, wow, it must be like that because all the miracles have, have been done that way. But then God in that cave, right, asked him to get out. But God appeared to him in a still, small voice to change his mind, the way he thinks. is crucial. Amen? And lastly, the last point, we must learn to do good. I think a few weeks ago, I talked about this, that when you do good, it helps to release a chemical in our body called oxytocin that makes us feel fluffy and warm. This is the kind of feeling when, when, you know, when a mother breastfeeds the, the baby or, or when you do something nice to someone, uh, especially when, when you are in a relationship and you do something nice for, for, for your girlfriend or boyfriend, you feel very fluffy and warm. Yeah. But the thing is this, friends, I want to encourage us. Always do good no matter what state of mind that you are in we can so easily get sucked in in thinking that everything is only about us. You know, when we go through that mental health challenge, we always think that it's, it's us, it's, it's, it's only me. But I tell you what, friends, we must think beyond ourselves. Because if you read further on, you'll find that God gave Elijah a mission. Yeah, after that, God told Elijah, go and anoint Hazael to be king of Syria. Jehu to, 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 to be king over Israel. And then, go and find a man by the name of Elisha and be a mentor over him so that he will succeed. After you are, he will succeed you. And Elijah just did that. Instead of just sitting down and okay, you know, just feel the, the comfort and, and everything, God said, come on, go and do something. Because when you anoint Hazael, whatever, whoever that have escaped Hazael, Jehu will kill. And whoever Jehu have, have, have escaped Jehu, Elijah will kill. He was talking about all the pagan worshippers, you know, during that time. The enemies of the people of God. Friends, sometimes our breakthroughs is found in helping others. We don't have to wait to be perfect to do something. Friends, listen to me. It's not how long it takes to finish the race. But continuing on it and doing good will have a great outcome. We just need to keep going. If you are going through a mental health challenge this morning, keep going. Friends, don't just stay and, and do nothing and suffer in it. 
Come on, we can do good. We can help other people. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, Let us not be weary in doing good, for at a proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Our shortcomings does not necessarily exclude or excuse us from doing good. Friends, I believe that these six things that I've shared this morning is going to help us to have a better mental health, a good mental health. Remember this. Firstly, is this, take good care of your physical health. It's important that we need to understand that physical health will, will affect our emotions, our emotional health, our well-being. So do something about it. Don't just sit down and, and wallow and, and, and do nothing and, and you know, being soaked uh, by your self-pity. Get up, do something, be active. I know it's very difficult, but we got to do something about it. Secondly, admit, but don't wallow in it. Yes, you know, it's okay. Yeah, I, I always tell this to, to someone, but you know, when, <laughs> I, I find it uh, quite, quite, uh, you know, quite, quite hilarious when people ask me, Pastor, how is it being like a father? I say, I can't explain to you. It's challenging. The only thing I can say is challenging. Yeah. But I have people that I talk to them and you know, it's like, wow, you know, we, you know, me and Pastor Brenda, we tell them that, you know, it's like, wow, it's really tough. Yeah, it's been coming to a place that it affects us mentally, you know, and, and, and it's, it's really tough. But I'm glad that we have people like that in our lives. Yeah. If you guys know Pastor Garrick, he's, he's one of those that, you know, a close friend of, of ours and, and, yeah, he's expecting his, his, his first child as well. And we talk, yeah, over, you know, the phone and, and sometimes about, you know, up to hours. And he asked me, you know, how is it like, right? How, how? And I tell him, oh, it's really tough, man. I tell you, it's so tough. And I tell him all the struggles that we go through, it helps when we admit it. Rather than, you know, I'm a pastor. <laughs> My wife is a pastor. Oh, we don't go through this stuff, things one. Oh, you know, just trust God, everything will be fine. The baby will be well. We told him, you know, we panic when we see Junjae, you know, not, uh, or, you know, just having a slight fever, we panic. Yeah, we, we told, we told people like, you know, that, wow, we keep calling the doctors in our church, you know, what to do, what to do, what to do. It's okay to admit. Yeah? By the way, those doctors that we have called, thank you so much for your patience. You know who you are. open up talk to people who can help you amen don't just talk to anyone talk to people who can help you yeah fourthly surround yourself with a good company it's important that people who can guide you through and walk you through fifth point change the way we think our thinking habits I don't know about you, maybe some of you are bound by just that statement that, that when you are growing up, you know, it's been told that, you know, you will never amount to much if you don't do well in your studies. I want to break that off in Jesus' name. It doesn't mean that if you don't score straight A's, you are, mean, you are meaningless or you, 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 you are useless. I want you to know that you can excel in the gifts that God has given to your life not just something on a piece of paper 
about who you are that God has made you to be. Amen. Maybe some of you have been growing up and thinking, oh, success is like having lots of money and, you know, having big, you know, houses, big cars and everything. All this. I, I tell you, I want to break that off in Jesus' name. Don't let external things measure how successful you are. Amen. Being successful is becoming the person that God has called you to be. Amen. Hallelujah. And the last point is this, do good. Keep doing good. Keep doing good. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, let's keep doing good. I know it's very difficult in, in this time, you know, during COVID where people are just thinking about themselves. But I want to encourage you, just keep doing good. That's why in our church, we keep, you know, finding ways that we can be a blessing to other people. Just over last week, yeah, we, 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 we helped someone, you know, we helped a pastor who have gone through, uh, you know, a, a, a surgery and then we gave. Yeah, to, to help to offset a little bit of, of the, the cost of, of his medical fee. You know, like what I say, I always say this, and you need to understand this, our church bank account doesn't have so much money in it that it overflows that we don't know where to spend. We don't have, we don't have that kind of luxury. But one thing for sure is this, no matter what we have, we want to be a blessing. We choose to do good. Amen. I pray that you will share the same heart as us. Amen. As we continue to be faithful in our giving and, and being generous, more lives are going to be impacted, more lives are going to be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Just do good. Amen. Yeah, if, if you feel down, do good. If you feel depressed, do good. If you feel discouraged, do good. Yeah. <laughs> I always say this. Yeah, if you feel lousy, just buy someone a, a, a meal. I just want you to know it's not that I, I feel lousy all the time. Okay, because I always buy people meals, alright? But it's not that I, I, I feel lousy all the time, alright? But it's good that when you do good to someone, you, it's, it, it helps. So that we think beyond ourselves. Amen? Hallelujah. Please don't wish that what you go through, someone will have to go through. You, you get what I mean? Yeah. So I, I want to encourage you. These six things is going to help us. It's very practical. Alright, these six things are very practical, you know, for, for, the, for good mental health. Okay guys, we're going to pray this morning. Are you guys alright? So come on, let's, let's pray. Yeah, and and I, maybe you are going through some discouragement, some, some form of depression, you know, or, or, or you know, some, some stress. And, and you know, it's, it's really affecting your mental health. I want to say this to you. God will meet you where you are. And you can be assured of that. Amen. And apply these practical things. I believe that it will be able to help you through and to build a strong and good mental health. Amen. We all need, including myself, we all need a healthy mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are concerned for our entire well-being. Not just in part, but every part. Amen. So Lord, we pray, oh God, that may we also come to understand that it's not just merely about all spiritual, but Lord, you are also concerned about our physical, our emotional, and also our mental health as well. Yeah. So Lord, we pray, oh Father, as we journey on in, 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 in this journey of faith, may we grow healthy in every aspect, body, mind, and spirit. So Lord, we just want to commit our lives for you. Lord, those of us who are struggling, 
with our mental health Father I pray for your grace and your strength to be upon us Lord that we'll be able to Lord really see the light at the end of the tunnel not to just dwell in it and, and to wallow in it but to really get up and get out of that cave of ours so that we'll be able to see you working in and through us we Amen. thank you that you will never leave us where we are yeah. but you will bring us to the purpose and the, your will Amen. and we thank you oh God that you're always with us so those Stop. of us who are still you know trying to find a good company people that can help them Father I pray in Jesus name lead them to the right people lead them Amen. to people who can help them through not just anyone but people who can walk with them so Lord we thank you again for, for what you are doing in our lives thank you for this morning thank you again oh God that you love us thank you God you love us for who we are yeah. you love us where we are and Lord we pray oh God right now may the love of the Father the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us yes. in our going out in our coming in thank you Lord in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. So God bless you. Amen. I pray that all of us will be on a journey. Amen. That will have a good mental health. If you need to seek help, please do seek help. Yeah, and I, I'm one of those who, who believe that if you need to seek help professionally, please by all means seek help professionally. And I also have a word of advice. If you're not a professional, don't try to act as a professional. It's very important yeah, that we point people to the right uh, people that can help them. Amen? Yeah. So God bless you and have a great week ahead of you. Stay safe and we see you guys again next Sunday. Amen. Amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.